Welcome to Power Your Profits podcast, your friendly guide in bringing your business revenue to the next level. Listen as host Susie Carter hears inspiring stories of success from her fellow entrepreneurs and transformational leaders. Prepare to make significant change to your strategies as they unravel the secrets of building multi-million dollar businesses and the most effective tips on finance, marketing, and sales accountability. If you want to make your first step towards explosive business growth, this is the right podcast for you. Without further ado, here is your host, Susie. Welcome to this episode of Power Your Profit Podcast. I'm Susie Carter, your profit coach, and I'm so excited to have our guest today. Karen Biscone is the creator of the transformative five-minute success concept. She's written three books around this, but her newest book is called Flip Time, Love Life is a Heroine's Journey, and it's a tale of loving your life while you create and co-create a life of your dreams. Make sure you stick around. We're going to talk about five simple success principles that you can do in five minutes a day. Karen is the creator of the five-minute success concept. Karen, thank you for being here. So excited that you're here. Why don't you share, Karen, what your badassery is? I always like to ask my guests, just brag a little bit because we're not good at that, right? And it's good to hear when you're like, here's what I've done in the world and here's why we want to pay attention today. Well, Susie, I love the whole idea behind Power Your Profits because if you think about it, I mean, that's how businesses really could achieve a higher level of success. And that is how they can make contributions to their the people who work for them, their community, their clients, and beyond. So thank you for bringing this message to out there, putting it out there. Absolutely. So share with everyone some of the brilliant, amazing things you've accomplished in your life, right? Because we're seasoned. We're, you know, we're not young bucks, right? We're seasoned. We're spicy, but we're seasoned. (laughs) Well, I like the seasoning part of it. (laughs) So my space I'm in is real estate, residential. I am what's known as the mega agent, which means I lead a team inside of a brokerage based in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metro region. So just to give you an example of numbers in 2020, our team of three agents sold $100 million in real estate in a very high sophisticated market, average sales price of a million. So you can do the math. And this is recording the end of October in 2021. And we passed that up the end of September. So we've been rocking and rolling over here. So along the way, I got into the residential space out of the commercial side. I started, I like to say I started out in dirt in the out of college. And then my husband's career moved us to the DC metro region. And I actually was pretty much outside the workforce for about 10 to 15 years. My husband's career, he traveled a lot and I wanted to be home. It wasn't my skill set, but I'm glad I had those years. When I reentered the workforce, I reentered on the commercial side and I worked for the Staubach company on the Nextel account. And I was in charge of the sales engineering and warehouse offices. And if you've seen one sales engineering and warehouse office, Susie, you, you've seen them all. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty boring work. However, at the time, it was during the tech bust. And there is no money in disposition. The 
and, and I had an opportunity to stay with Nextel, but I was like, doing this? What? Who wants to do that? So somebody said, why don't you try residential? And I will just say, 20 years later, at the time, this perception I had, and many people have, is those people on the residential side, they're all about the you know, people's personal feelings and the the residential side is kind of considered the soft skills of the business. Whereas commercial people, they think they're doing all the hard stuff, the market knowledge, strategy, negotiation skills. Well, I found I actually have both. If you want to know my badassery, I am strong in both hard and soft skills. And I met with success very rapidly. That caught the attention of the number 10 agent in the nation. And I joined her team and we became partners in 06. And then in 08, you may remember what happened in real estate. Uh, but oh, it, girl, it I, lost, yeah. I lost a lot in 08. <laughs> so 08, the mar- financial markets crashed. Well, it also happened to be the same month that my business partner passed away. And so I was, many people, you know, met with challenging situations in 08 and 09 and beyond. Uh, but I had this double whammy set about rebuilding the company, rebuilding the business and amidst this really challenging market conditions. And along the way, my current business partner, Lizzie Conroy, joined me in 09. And over the years, the next, you know, 10 years, say, well, really more five or six, we rebuilt the business and we're at a good level. And many people say, well, how'd you do it? Because again, I had this unique challenge. And I would share business practices and success principles and life hacks, if you will. And invariably, I found that people said they didn't have enough time to Mm -hmm. invest in their business and personal development. And I I was like, well, I have time and I know I'm doing a lot of things busier than you. So I don't quite understand this. Um, So I, I would to break down that limiting belief, I said, well, do you have five minutes a day? And this kind of stuck, uh, this idea that you could achieve a high level success in five minutes a day. And my stories or my trainings were very sticky. People remembered them. And so uh, that led to me writing a book. And that book, uh, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day, was launched in 2016. And then there's now three other books and the Five Minute Success Podcast, of which you've been a guest. And I've kind of become a a time guru. So my badasseries are <laughs> uh, real estate, you know, sales, negotiations at a high level, running a team, make a team office, really a business. And then the book podcast, I, I call my creative endeavors. Um, but then kind of my guru is areas is time. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Cause I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I hear that I want to say excuse all the time, right? And really looking at what are the core principles of your five minute success, right? Because I think I think there's hype and then there's reality, right? Because some people are like, oh, okay, the four day work week or the four hour work week, and okay, well, what's hype and what's real? I'm not saying that's hype or real. I'm just, you know, the the hook name. So what would you say are the core principles of five minute success? So the core principles are really very applicable across industries and professions. And because I've interviewed over 400 people now on the 5-Bit Success Podcast, and they all use these principles. So the first one is commit to get leads. Everybody does some sort of business (laughs) development prospecting lead generation. And it truly is a commitment because the people who sustain business long term, you know, they, they, they're not on that roller coaster, which many people in sales are. And it isn't just sales. If you think about it, 
really, as I mentioned, every profession does this. So like if you think about your dentist, your dentist does business development. If you think about your church, they actually call that evangelism. So they do business development. (laughs) But sales is the most common field for prospecting lead generation. But it's those people that sustain success and get off that roller coaster. They're the ones that consistently lead generate. They have strategies and success principles. And then the next component is consult to sell. So everybody takes their prospect, their customer, their client, their patient through some sort of process that quote unquote converts them. I call it consulting because I find that if service of meeting the needs of the customer client, they they convert themselves. I don't I don't know whether I even though the most common, you know, terminology would be conversion. But this idea of consulting to sell means that there's business or an outcome, there's results or something that happens. What often happens with salespeople, business owners, is they get on a hamster wheel of only as good as their next deal, only as good as their next client. They just repeat this over and over again, which you know has good aspects to it. But what happens is that they often burn out, right? So there's principles to do what I call connect to build and grow. That's where you create scale, leverage systems to have a more ongoing, sustainable enterprise. And then people who achieve a high level success and sustain it over time, they commit to success, thinking, activities, and vision. So they have the vision of what they want for their business and life. They think about how to do it, and then they put it in action. Yes, as it includes affirmation and law of attraction and all of that, but there's also action and vision along with the thinking. And then all of that leads to the sweet spot of success. And and when I this idea came to me, was like, okay, this it's time has come <laughs> in yeah. the world for this to come out because it really resonated with people. Well it's simple, right? So I want to make sure I got them right. Commit to get leads, consult to sell, connect, build and grow, and then commit to thinking about success. Success, success, thinking, activities, and vision. So it's all of them. Many people, they will do the vision board or they'll do the affirmations, but they they need to put the actions together with that so that it actually can take off. I love it. And then how can one achieve a higher level of success in just five minutes a day? So this is the time component. What often happens with what I found with people is that they have the want to, right? They want to achieve a higher level, but then whatever it is happens, their life <laughs> their t- gets in the way. So when people say they want to do something and then they're not, that I often share with them this quote by Lazu, which he actually said 2,500 years ago. So we, we think this is a modern problem. It's actually, <laughs> uh, he said, time is a created thing. To say, I don't have time is like saying, I don't want to. Right. So this resistance of what is stopping you from doing what you say you want to do, if you want to break through that, one of the strategies to success I've had many people use is the idea of starting small and building up. And that is a key component of five-minute success. So you start small and you meet with success consistently, then you're going to start to experience the benefits of it. And then you'll want to do more. Many people just think about any new habit, right? <laughs> they, they have this grandiose vision, which seems like a great idea, but then they aren't able to implement it because it 
um, they aren't able to sustain it. So I'm sure you've heard about many habits and micro habits, but the idea is you want to build a habit that you actually will do and then sustain it. So then you start to experience the benefits. Then you can take on the next one. So that's really the key component of five-minute success. What happens with many people who are doing personal and business development, they go to a training or they say they're going to read a book or whatever, and then they they run out of time or they get busy with other things and then they don't they don't do it. So the first thing to do is to figure out how to do it. And this is is one of the the key ways to do that. So there could be several things that can happen as you start the five minute success principle. One is you can start experiencing, you know, the snowball effect, like you do it every day and it builds on it, right? Some people experience the ripple effect, like you'll start to do something and it'll have a ripple effect on other areas of their business and life. Uh, Some people it's it's more of a domino, like you knock over one thing and then it knocks over others. Some people it's exponential, like they make one change and then it, it just is able, they're able to make more significant changes. So the idea is to start. And then the other thing that I'll, I'll say what happens to many people is this, what some people call the Einstein effect, because time is truly relative. This is yeah. part of my time guru-ness, guru-ness <laughs> putting on my time hat one does with their time actually does matter. Okay. So the best way Einstein explained it is if you were to put your hand on a hot stove, you immediately know, you know, not to do that. You can't sustain that, right? It's painful. If you were doing something with someone you love or something you're passionate about, that's where you have the experience of time flies by. So what happens with investing your time in things that are meaningful, time will fly by. Even short amount of time will have a huge amount of impact. People often continue to do things that aren't meaningful to them and are painful to them. I'm going to use some examples like if sitting in traffic or if you're, you know, maybe your inbox, your email box or meetings sometimes or just certain things that they do in their life, they continue to do them, but they drain them. Yes. They drain their energy. So what it's really, the impact over time is, and even it could be short, but over time, is that you'll start to increase your energy by doing the things that bring you meaning. Yes. And then when you do more of that, then you're going to want to do more of that, right? So that's one strategy to success and one way of looking at it that oftentimes helps people because it, it really isn't time management. If you think about it, time is not something you manage, you're managing yourself, right? right. The, time, the time is a human construct. So it's yourself you're managing. So first of all, you have to realize that the only person you can change is yourself. So you have to change yourself. But the, the other aspect of it that many times people talk about is this whole idea of work-life balance, it is is because if you you really think about balance and like a scale do you really want if you were like to try to achieve work-life balance that means that every time work is good life is bad and every time life is good work is bad yeah that is what we really want is a whole life a full life yes in all areas of life right and then you start getting bored, right? When it's, you know, the status quo, then, you know, we're creators, entrepreneurs are creators, business people are creatives. And all of a sudden you create more and 
blow something up. It's like, no, 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 let's look for harmonization. Let's look at, I love that you say, you know, really increase your energy by things that give you joy, right? It's to go, oh, spending the time. We say it as your highest income producing activity, what's that thing that only you can do and you love doing? Then you're never working. It's the all the minutia we do that we don't like, that we're like, I got to do it. No, give that to somebody else and do what you love to do, right? And then the money will come. Well, you know, and that concept comes out of real estate. The idea of real estate to be at its highest and best use. And this is where I explained to somebody, you can use land for a dump or you can use it for a school. So if you think about your mind is your biggest piece of your biggest, your most valuable real estate, right? Your mind, your time is your most valuable real estate. You, You will never get that time back. There will never be enough time to do something you don't want to do. Ever. Yes, ever. <laughs> Never, ever will there be enough time to do something you don't want to do. So put the energy and time into figuring out who could do it or how you could do it differently, or maybe, you know, why are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> what you could do. Put the energy into that. The other way to look at it, that's one way to look at it. The other way to do it is if you start doing what you do love to do the other things will start to go down in quote unquote priority because you will truly putting in priority what you love to do and what you're called to do. If you're familiar with the hero and heroine's journey and the call to adventure, but that- No. Okay. So Yes. So the idea of the hero and heroine's journey is we all have a calling. We all have what you said, a highest and best self. And when we're doing things that are out of that calling, then we, that's when we're not in alignment. That's not when we're living our best life. And sometimes those are interior things and sometimes they're exterior. The, yeah. this, these disruptions in our life. The best example of a hero or heroine I could give you is Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. So Dorothy, she actually wasn't happy in Kansas. Right. So the twister came and picked her up and took her out of Kansas. So that was the physical thing or the, you know, the exterior thing. But interiorly, she didn't want to be in Kansas either. Right. So she goes on this whirlwind journey and she meets friends along the way, mentors and uh, like the Good Witch. Yeah. Glenda the Good Witch. But she also met friends, Lion, the uh, Tin Man and the Scarecrow. But she also met with challenges. She met with the Wicked Witch of the West and the Winged Monkeys. But she was on this journey, right, to find what what was she supposed to find? She was supposed to find her way back home. Right. But she had it inside her all along. Right. She had to go on this journey to discover that. Right. To figure out how to do it. And that's what this, this calling, this hero and heroine's journey calling is for each of us. And as we discover it, then we may burnout. Burnout yeah. is a really good indicator that that journey yes. is over, right? That's what I've learned. I'm like, this isn't fun anymore, right? Because to me, work's fun. And when it's not fun, then I have to start questioning, why is it not fun? What, what am I doing that's not fun? Because I love what I do. And I've noticed in my hit past, if it wasn't fun, I was complete. Like, oh, I'm done with that now. And then you have to, then it's like, well, what do I reinvent myself to? Which is scary, but also exciting, but scary. So that people stay stuck in what they know because that's comfortable. But that growth is not comfortable. If you use Dorothy, she was not comfortable at all. You know, fear and poppies and sleeping and 
on lions and tigers and bears on my. <laughs> well, and where you share that, that's why the hero and heroine's journey is described in a circular format because we do have more callings. So yeah. that's a great way to listen for your callings. What if it should be time to think about creating the space for, okay, maybe there is something else I'm called to do. Yeah. Um, because we often come back, you know, with treasures, like Dorothy came back with treasures of things she had learned. She realized that she actually, you know, did <laughs> see some loved Kansas after all and her family right. and everything. So we may come back with those kind of treasures, but we may come back with treasures that give, that empower us to go out on the next journey and it could be a call to creativity. It could be called to, you know, a business venture. It could be called to relationship. It could be calling to contribution. Uh, these are all different kinds of callings that people have. Uh, the idea is though, you have to make the space for it. Yes. You got to make the space. You got to schedule it. It so goes back busy. to our schedule, right? Yeah. They're so busy that they don't, they know they're not happy or they know that there's something wrong. Another way to look at this that I share with people is if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. So many people work their way up the pyramid. So Maslow, he found that people have these basic physical needs. And if you think back to the beginning days of COVID and the pandemic, and it's still going on, uh, but the people's basic physical needs, they you need to make sure they had toilet paper. And, you know, they're right. really very, very human. Then the security needs, safety needs, well, that's still very common right now. Yeah. But then you have the relationship needs, you have esteem needs, then you have the self, self-actualization, which is what we're talking about. Right. As some people call it flow. Some people call it zone of genius. And you can't shortcut, right? People want to go, I'm, you, you can't skip belonging, right? And just go to self-actualization. You got to have that community. You can't, you can't skip security. Because the minute you can't pay your bills, you're freaking out and you got to go back down to just survival. And I watch people trying to skip. It's like, you're, you're just not there yet, right? And some people takes longer than others. And I know every time I go start a business, you start over. You know, even though the business is exciting, you still are trying to figure out survival. Like, oh, can I pay all these people? Can I do all these things? And then you get in that groove. And it's just an, when you realize there's a cycle and it's cyclical, like you don't freak out as much or I don't freak out as much. I, I'm a systems girl. Like, just give me the system. I think because I am so creative and I do like to generate, but the system gives me safety and going, this is the process of where you're at. So talk about that because a lot of people are facing a lot of big challenges. I know you face some big challenges. You know, some people call them failures. I call them challenges, obstacles. What was the biggest uh, failure that you've had that you experienced and how did you boomerang back? What did you learn from it? What was you, what was your Kansas story, right? Cause that would be your Dorothy story. You know, I appreciate you asking that because I think this is very powerful. Uh, my Dorothy story was I had had people tell me over and over again to write a book and I kept saying I didn't have enough time <laughs> and I, I total <laughs> limiting belief. Right. And so I was on this weekend retreat with some other women. I'd been in a coaching program with them and we were all to share on the last day what was stopping us from doing what we, our vision. And my vision was to write this book. And I had this just light bulb go off and several other women there still to this day say they saw it. <laughs> but the epiphany I had was the only one stopping me was me. Yes. And, you know, I'm self-employed, I have a supportive family, husband, you know, 
business, I was like, wow, that really was very insightful because I kept looking outside of me for things to change in order for me to feel like I could go do write this book. And so I actually found that to be empowering because again, up until then, I was waiting for other things to happen or people to do things or to change. So I was waiting for them. Yes. And as soon as I saw that it was me, I was like, well, I can change me. Now, I'm not going to say it was easy. It's, I still had the same challenge as other people have. I still had to figure out where I was going to find the time. I actually, uh, that's when I met Hal Elrod and got introduced to the Miracle Morning. And I set up my morning routine. And that was when I wrote. That's when many when people do write. And then I had other challenges along the way. It wasn't just you know, Yellow Brick Road, I had Wicked Witches of the West and <laughs> Winged Monkeys too. <laughs> but I was living in alignment and true to what I felt was my calling mm. at that time. And it really did empower me. It empowered me because no longer was I putting my life in what I viewed other people's hands or the, the market's hands or the, you know, and that was very empowering. And since then, that is what I have found to be the, the failure was I waited so long. I mean, I didn't do yeah. that until 55. <laughs> so what it, it does for me now is I, I remember, I was like, whenever I start to experience those feelings again, then I can reclaim them. Well, I think sometimes, because I don't think it was too late. It, it, it wasn't the time, right? To go the caveat of the teaching, like what you had to put inside that book took 55 years, you know, to get to that point, to see it in a way that can translate to business. Like we have to be accomplished, right? You can't just write a book, right? You've got to be accomplished in something. I like when people go, I'm going to write a book about what? I don't know. Okay. Well, I think we should really like, what has been your hero story? What has been your sweet spot, your magic, your, you know, and some, sometimes you got to go through the get the bloody knees and the bloody elbows and the <laughs> the wicked witches so that you can see, ah, oh, that was the gift that was wrapped in sandpaper. That was my lesson that I needed to learn. And that got me on the other side, right? Some of my horrific, horrific failures have been my biggest growth as a person, as a woman, as a mom, as a business owner. I don't ever want to do them again, but they were the growth that I needed and realized I had the, you know, chutzpah to do it, right? To go, I can do this. <laughs> you're well, tried and you're tested, right? It's a great story because yeah. I talk with a lot of people, right? That the, again, the person that's talking them is them. And I can share, you know, change the way you look at things and the way you look at things changes. As soon as the way I changed the way I looked at it, then I saw how I might do it. Yes. And then I started doing it. I started small and I built up, but I started doing it. And when I started doing it, then I could see the next step and the next step and the next step. Uh, many people just don't get started. I Before then, I just didn't get started because I right. had this holding me back, this limiting belief that I didn't have time or the money to write a book. And right. so that's the message that my lesson learned, my, yeah. my failure <laughs> uh, that I, for your community. I think you have to have people around you, right? I'm a big advocate of your tribe is your vibe. Who's who's inspiring you? If you're the only one inspiring people, that's a whole different level of burnout. You know, if you're not ever being poured back into, like investing in yourself, investing in, I love to read, love podcasts, love, you know, education is my, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. Never, we're never done, right? 
So if you could be remembered, Karen, for one thing, what would that one thing be? To do that for people, to help them be inspired to recognize where they are stopping themselves and, and to help them start or go on their called adventure, their their heroine's hero's journey. And they could start small and build up, but by achieving it, you know, five minutes a day that I could be remembered for that, that would be very meaningful for me. I love that. And so you coach people, right? I do. I do. And if I'm actually going to offer to your community that if they want to, I'll have a free 30-minute consult to see if that would be something that would be beneficial to them and their life and business, uh, they could go to the website, which I'm sure you're going to put that information. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Show notes, right? but it's easy. So, it's a number five minute success. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes so that you can have that. What's one question, Karen, you wish I would have asked you? <laughs> so would there have been anything that I would have else I would have done differently? Mm. And would you have? Would I have done it differently? Again, you know, it's interesting. It's always I say always, you know, reflection and looking back, (laughs) it's easier to see in hindsight. I see other people who started earlier and I do think there's benefit to have experience, but I also think there's benefit to starting earlier. And so that would have been the one thing I would have done differently is started my real estate career earlier. If I'd known that I could have been this successful earlier on, I I would have done it. I just didn't know I could. Yeah. The funny thing, I look back as I started my first business, I was 23, (laughs) The confidence, right? Thinking back now, I'm like, I just, I just had some confidence. I just said, I'm going to do this. I know how to do it. <laughs> I think back, like, it's so brave. Like, just thinking back at how naive I was not knowing, which was part, part of the saving grace is when you don't know, right? When I sold my last business, they're like, you know, open another business. I'm like, oh, hell no. I know too much. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know what's involved. Yeah. And they're like, no, you need to start another one. No, I need some time off. I need to step back. I need to not have employees and think about it for a while. And, you know, so I think it's, you know, hindsight's 2020. So, well, I appreciate you being here. And again, if you want to meet with Karen, have a delicious conversation, five minutes to success.com forward slash work with Karen, but we'll put it in the show notes so that you don't forget what a what a joy to have you. You've been so fun. I love this whole five minutes a day. I have two pages, two pages of notes. I do take notes, but you know, when it's juicy conversation, just a great reminder of it doesn't have to be hard. It has to be systemic. We make it too hard. Mm-hmm. And I love that you just reiterated that, that let's not make it hard. Let's just get started. Find someone who can be your champion in your court, right? Karen can be the champion in your court. I can be the champion in your court. This tribe can be the champion in your court. Find a tribe that is your vibe right? And get some support so that you don't wait. <laughs> let's, let's get it earlier. Start make today. It Start today. Exactly. <laughs> Karen, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you and I appreciate all your support. Make sure you like this and make sure you say, you share it with the, your community and your friends because this was a juicy topic and delicious. Just five minutes of success. Five minutes a day can change, be a game changer in your life. Thank you for joining us at Power Your Profit. Karen, you're awesome. I appreciate you and have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Power Your Profits podcast. Let these building blocks from today's most successful industry leaders equip you with the necessary resources and tools to finally establish the highly profitable business of your dreams. Want to hear more? 
Listen to more episodes at https colon double slash poweryourprofitspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now is your time to rise to the top of your game. So be sure to catch our next episode. Until next time.